Homeland, Chapter 27, Untroubled Dreams Zack Nefane sank down into his bed in an easy sleep, the most comfortable rest he'd ever known. Dreams did come to him this night, a rush of dreams. Far from tumultuous, they only enhanced his comfort. Zack was free now of his secret, of the lie that had dominated every day of his adult life. Drizzt had survived. Even the dreaded academy of Menzuberanza could not daunt the youth's indomitable spirit and sense of morality. Zack Nefane Duarden was no longer alone. The dreams that played in his mind showed him the same wonderful possibilities that had followed Drizzt out of the city. Side by side they would stand, unbeatable, two as one against the perverted foundations of Menzuberanzan. A stinging pain in his foot brought Zack from his slumbers. He saw Breeza immediately at the bottom of his bed, her snake whip in hand. Instinctively, Zack reached over to the side to fetch his sword. The weapon was gone. Verna stood at the side of the room, holding it. On the opposite side, Maya held Zack's other sword. How had they come in so stealthily? Zack wondered. Magical silence, no doubt. But Zack was still surprised that he had not sensed their presence in time. Nothing had ever caught him unawares, awake or asleep. Never before had he slept so soundly, so peacefully. Perhaps, in Menzoberranzan, such pleasant dreams were dangerous. Matron Malice will see you, Breeza announced. I am not properly dressed, Zack replied casually. My belt and weapons, if you please. We do not please, Breeza snapped, more at her sisters than at Zack. You will not need the weapons, Zack thought otherwise. Come, now, Breeza commanded, and she raised her whip. I should be certain of Matron Malice's intentions before I acted so boldly were I you, Zack warned. Breeza, reminded of the power of the male she now threatened, lowered her weapons. Zack rolled out of bed, putting the same intense glare alternately on Maya and Verna, watching their reactions to better conclude Malice's reasons for summoning him. They surrounded him as he left the room, keeping a cautious but ready distance from the deadly weapons master. Must be serious, Zack remarked quietly, so that only Breeza, in front of the troop, could hear. Breeza turned and flashed him a wicked smile that did nothing to dispel his suspicions. Neither did Matron Malice, who leaned forward in her throne in anticipation, even before they entered the room. Matron! Zack offered, dipping into a bow and pulling the side of his nightshirt out wide to draw attention to his inappropriate dress. He wanted to let Malice know his feelings of being ridiculed in such a late hour. The matron offered no return greeting. She rested back in her throne. One slender hand rubbed her sharp chin while her eyes locked upon Zack Nefane. "'Perhaps you could tell me why you summoned me,' Zack dared to say, his voice still holding an edge of sarcasm. I would prefer to return to my slumber. We should not give House Net the advantage of a tired weapons master. Drizzt has gone, growled Malice. The news slapped Zack like a wet rag. He straightened, and the smile disappeared from his face. He left the house against my commands, Malice went on. Zack relaxed visibly when Malice announced that Drizzt had gone. Zack had first thought that she and her devious cohorts had driven him out or killed him. "'A spirited boy,' Zack remarked. "'Surely he will return soon.' 
spirited, Malice echoed, and her tone did not put the description in a positive light. He will return, Zack said again. There's no need for our alarm for such extreme measures, he glared at Breeza, though he knew well that the matron mother had called him to audience to do more than tell him of Drizzt's departure. The second boy disobeyed the matron mother, Breeza snarled, a rehearsed interruption. Spirited, Zack said again, trying not to chuckle. A minor indiscretion. He often seems to have those, Malice commented. Like another spirited male of House Duarden. Zack bowed again, taking her words as a compliment. Malice already had his punishment decided, if she meant to punish him at all. His actions now, at this trial, if that's what it was, would be of little consequence. "'The boy has displeased the Spider Queen!' Malice growled, openly enraged and tired of Zack's sarcasm. "'Even you were not foolish enough to do that!' A dark cloud passed over Zack's face. This meeting was indeed serious. Driz's life could be at stake. "'But you know of his crime!' Malice continued, easing back again. She liked that she had Zack concerned and on the defensive. She'd found his vulnerable spot. It was her turn to tease. Leaving the house? Zack protested. A minor error in judgment. Loth would not be concerned with such a trifle issue. Do not feign ignorance, Zack Nefane. You know that the elven child lives. Zack lost his breath in a sharp gasp. Malice knew. Damn it all, Loth knew. We are about to go to war, Malice continued calmly. We are not in Loth's favor, and we must correct this situation. She eyed Zack directly. You are aware of our ways, and know that we must do this. Zack nodded, trapped. Anything he did now to disagree would only make matters worse for Drizzt, if matters could be worse for Drizzt. "'The second boy must be punished,' Breeza said. Another rehearsed interruption, Zack knew. He wondered how many times Breeza and Malice had practiced this encounter. "'Am I to punish him, then?' Zack asked. "'I'll not whip the boy. It's not my place.' "'His punishment is none of your concern,' Malice said. "'Then why disturb my slumber?' Zack asked trying to detach himself from Driz's predicament, more for Driz's sake than his own. "'I thought that you would wish to know,' Malice replied. "'You and Driz became so close this day in the gym, father and son.' She saw, Zack realized. Malice, and probably that wretched Breeza, had watched the entire encounter. Zack's head drooped as he came to know that he was unwittingly playing the part in Driz's predicament. An elven child lives. Malice began slowly, rolling out each word in dramatic clarity. And a young drow must die. No, the word came out of Zack before he realized he was speaking. He tried to find some escape. Drizzt was young. He did not understand. He knew exactly what he was doing. Malice screamed back at him. He does not regret his actions. He is like you, Zach Nefane. 
too like you. Then he can learn, Zack reasoned. I have not been a burden to you, Mala Matron Malice. You have profited by my presence. Drizzt is no less skilled than I. He can be valuable to us. Dangerous to us, Malice corrected. You and he standing together. The thought does not please me. His death will aid House Hunet, Zack warned, grabbing at anything he could do to defeat the matron's intent. The Spider Queen demands his death, Malice replied sternly. She must be appeased if Damon Nersher's Baron is to have any hope in its struggles against House Hunet. I beg you, do not kill the boy. Sympathy? Malice mused. It does not become a drow warrior, Zachnafane. Have you lost your fighting will? I am old, Malice. Matron Malice! Breeza protested, but Zack put a look on her so cold that she lowered her snake whip before she even began to put it to use. Older still will I become if Drizzt is put to his death. I do not desire this either, Malice agreed, but Zack recognized her lie. She didn't care about Drizzt or anything else beyond gaining the Spider Queen's favor. Yet I see no alternative. Drizzt has angered Loth, and she must be appeased before our war. Zack began to understand. This meeting wasn't about Drizzt at all. Take me in the boy's stead, he said. Malice's narrow grin could not hide her feigned surprise. This was what she desired from the very beginning. You are a proven fighter, the matron argued. Your value, as you yourself have already admitted, cannot be underestimated. To sacrifice you to the Spider Queen would appease her, but what void will be left in House to Arden in the wake of your passing? A void that Drizzt can fill, Zack replied. He secretly hoped that Drizzt, unlike he, would find some escape from it all, some way around Matron Malice's evil plots. You are certain of this? He is my equal in battle, Zack assured her. He will grow stronger, too, beyond what Zack Nefane has ever attained. You are willing to do this for him? Malice sneered, eager drool edging her mouth. You know that I am, Zack replied. Ever the fool, Malice put in. To your dismay, Zack continued undaunted, you know that Driz would do the same for me. He is young, Malice purred. He will be taught better. As you taught me, snapped Zack. Malice's victorious grin became a grimace. I warn you, Zachnafane, she growled in all her vile rage. If you do anything to disrupt the ceremony to appease the Spider Queen, if, in the end of your wasted life, you choose to anger me one final time, I will give Driz to Breeza. She and her torturous toys will give him to Loth. Unafraid, Zack held his head high. I have offered myself malice, he spat. Have your fun while you may. In the end, Zack Nefane will be at peace. Matron Malice to Arden will ever be at war. Shaking in anger, the moment of triumph stolen by a few simple words, Malice could only whisper, Take him!
Zack offered no resistance as Werner and Maya led him to the spider-shaped altar in the chapel. He watched Werner mostly, seeing an edge of sympathy rimming in her quiet eyes. She, too, might have been like him, but whatever hope he had for that possibility has been buried long ago under the relentless preachings of the Spider Queen. "'You are sad,' Zack remarked at her. Verna straightened and tugged tightly on one of Zack's bonds, causing him the grimace in pain. "'A pity,' she replied as coldly as she could. "'House to Arden must give much to repay Driz's foolish deed. I would have enjoyed watching the two of you together in battle.' "'House Annette would not have enjoyed that sight,' Zack replied with a wink. "'Cry not, my daughter.' Verna slapped him across the face. "'Take your lies to the grave!' "'Deny it if you choose, Verna,' was all that Zack cared to reply. Verna and Maya backed away from the altar. Verna fought to hide her scowl, and Maya bit back an amused chuckle as Matron Malice and Breeza entered the room. The matron mother wore her greatest ceremonial robes, black and web-like, clinging and floating about her all at once, and Breeza carried a sacred coffer. Zack paid them no heed as they began their ritual, chanting for the Spider Queen— "'offering their hopes for appeasement. "'Zack had his own hopes at that moment. "'Beat them all,' he whispered under his breath. "'Do more than survive, my son, as I have survived. "'Live. Be true to the callings in your heart.' "'Braziers roared to life. The room glowed. "'Zack felt the heat. "'He knew that contact to the darker plane had been achieved.' "'Take this!' he heard Matron Malice chant, but he put the words out of his thoughts and continued the final prayers of his own life. The spider-shaped dagger hovered over his chest. Malice clenched the instrument in her ebony hands and the sheen of her own sweat-soaked skin catching the orange reflection of the fires in a surrealistic glow. Surreal, like the transition from life to death. Chapter 28 Rightful Owner How long had it been? An hour? Two? Massage paced the length of the gap between the two stalagmite mounds just a few feet from the entrance to the tunnel that Drizzt and Gwenhyver had taken. The cat should have returned by now, the wizard grumbled at the end of his patience. Relief flooded through his face a moment later when Gwenhyver's great black head peered around the edge of the tunnel behind one of the Displacer Beast statue guardians. The fur around the cat's maw was conspicuously wet with fresh blood. "'Is it done?' Massage asked, barely able to contain a shout of elation. "'Drizzt Duarden is dead?' "'Hardly,' came the reply. Drizzt, for all his idealism, had to admit a tinge of pleasure as a cloud of dread cooled the elated fires in the sinister wizard's cheeks. "'What is this, Gwenhyver?' Massage demanded. Do as I bid you. Kill him now. Gwynhyver stared blankly at Massage, then lay at Drizzt's feet. You admit your attempt on my life, then? Drizzt asked. Massage measured the distance to his adversary. Ten feet. He might be able to get off one spell. Perhaps. Massage had seen Drizzt move, quick and sure, and had little desire to chance the attack if he could find another way out of this predicament. Drizzt had not yet drawn a weapon, though the young warrior's hands rested easily across the hilts of his deadly blades. "'I understand,' Drizzt continued calmly. 
House Hanette and House Tuarden are to battle. How do you know? Massage blurted without thinking, too shocked by the revelation to consider that Drizzt might merely be goading him into a larger admission. I know much, but care little, Drizzt replied. House Hanette wishes to wage war against my family. For what reason? I cannot guess. For the vengeance of House Devere, came a reply from a different direction. Alton, standing on the side of a stalagmite mound, looked down at Drizzt. A smile spread over Massage's face. The odds had so quickly changed. House Hanette cares not at all for House Devere, Drizzt replied, still composed in the face of his new development. I've learned enough of the ways of our people to know that the fate of one house is not the concern of another. But it is my concern, Alton cried, and he threw back the cowl of his hood, revealing the hideous face scarred by acid for the sake of a disguise. I am Alton Devere, lone survivor of House Devere. House to Arden will die for its crimes against my family, starting with you. I was not even born when the battle took place, Drizzt protested. Of little consequence, Alton snarled. You are Duarden, a filthy Duarden. That is all that matters. Massage tossed the Onks figurine to the ground. Gwenhiver, he commanded. Be gone. The cat looked over its shoulder to Drizzt, who nodded his approval. Be gone, Massage cried again. I am your master. You cannot disobey me. You do not own the cat, Drizzt said calmly. "'Who does, then?' Massage snapped. "'You?' "'Gwenhiver,' Drizzt replied. "'Only Gwenhiver. "'I would think that a wizard would have a better understanding of the magic around him.' "'With a low growl that may have been a mocking laugh, "'Gwenhiver lopped across the stone to the figurine "'and dissipated into smoky nothingness. "'The cat walked down the length of the planar tunnel "'toward its home in the astral plane. "'Ever before had Gwenhiver been anxious to make this journey,' to escape the foul commands of its drow master. This time, though, the cat hesitated with every stride, looking back over its shoulder to the dot of darkness that was Menza Baronson. "'Will you deal?' Drizzt offered. "'You are in no position to bargain,' Alton laughed, drawing out the slender wand that Matron Sinefei had given him. Massage cut him short. "'Wait!' he said. Perhaps Drizzt will prove valuable to our struggle against House Duarden. He eyed the young warrior directly. You will betray your family? Hardly, Drizzt snickered. As I've already said to you, I care little for the coming conflict. Let House Hunet and House Duarden both be damned, as surely they will. My concerns are personal. You must have something to offer in exchange for your gain, Massage explained. "'Otherwise, what bargain can you hope to make?' "'Oh, I do have something to give you in return,' Driz replied, his voice calm. "'Your lives.' Massage and Alton looked to each other and laughed out loud, but there was a trace of nervousness in their chuckles. "'Give me the figurine, Massage,' Driz continued, undaunted. "'Gwenhyber never belonged to you and will serve you no more.' Massage stopped laughing. "'In return,' Driz went on before the wizard could reply, I will leave House Tewarden and not take part in the battle. Corpses do not fight, Alton sneered. I will take another Duarden with me, Drizzt spat at him. A weapons master. Surely House Hanette will have gained an advantage if both Drizzt and Zach Nefane... Silence! Massage screamed. The cat is mine! 
I do not need any bargains from a pitiful Duarden. You are dead, fool, and half Duarden's weapons master will follow you to the grave. Gwenhyver is free, Drizzt growled. The scimitars came out in Drizzt's hands. He'd never really fought a wizard before, let alone two, but he remembered vividly from past encounters the sting of their spells. Massage had already begun to cast, but of more concern was Alton, out of quick reach and pointing that slender wand. Before Drizzt even decided his course of action, the issue was settled for him. A cloud of smoke engulfed Massage, and he fell back as his spell disrupted with the shock. Gwenhyver was back. Alton was out of Drizzt's reach. Drizzt could not hope to get to the wizard before the wand went off, but to Gwenhyver's streamlined feline muscles, the distance was not so great. Hind legs tamped a footing and snapped, launching the hunting panther through the air. Alton brought the wand up to bear on his new nemesis in time and released a mighty bolt, scorching Gwenhyver's chest. Greater strength than a single bolt, though, would be needed to deter the fearless panther. Stunned but still fighting, Gwenhyver slammed into the faceless wizard, dropping him off the backside of the stalagmite mound. The lightning bolt's flash stunned Drizzt as well, but he continued to pursue Massage but could only hope that Gwenhyver had survived. He rushed around the base to the other stalagmite mound and came face to face with Massage, once again in the act of spellcasting. Drizzt didn't slow. He ducked his head low and barreled into his opponent, his scimitars leading the way. He slipped right through his opponent, right through the image of his opponent. Drizzt crashed heavily into the stone and rolled aside, trying to escape the magical attack that he knew was coming. This time, Massage, standing fully thirty feet behind the projection of his image, was taking no chances with a miss. He launched a volley of magical missiles of energy that veered unerringly to intercept the dodging fighter. They slammed into Drizzt, jolting him, bruising him under his skin. But Drizzt was able to shake away the numbing pain and regain his footing. He knew where the real Massage was standing now, and had no intention of letting the trickster out of his sight again. A dagger in his hand, Massage watched Drizzt stalking approach. Drizzt didn't understand. Why wasn't the wizard preparing another spell? The fall had reopened the wound in Drizzt's shoulder, and the magical bolts had torn his side and one leg. The wounds were not serious, though, and Massage had no chance against him in physical combat. The wizard stood before him, unconcerned, dagger drawn, and a wicked smile on his face. Face down on the hard stone, Alton felt the warmth of his own blood running freely between the melted holes that were his eyes. The cat was higher up on the side of the mound, not yet fully recovered from the lightning bolt. Alton forced himself up and raised his wand for a second strike, but the wand had snapped in half. Frantically, Alton recovered the other piece and held it before his melted, disbelieving eyes. Gwenhyver was coming again, but Alton didn't notice. The glowing ends of the wand, a power building within the magical stick, enthralled him. No, you cannot do that, Alton whispered in protest. Gwenhyver leaped just as the broken wand exploded. A ball of fire roared up into Men's Baranzen's night. Chunks of rubble rocketed off the great cavern's eastern wall and ceiling, and both Drizzt and Massage were knocked from their feet. Now Gwenhyver belongs to no one, Massage sneered, tossing the figurine to the ground. No Devia remains to claim vengeance on House Duarden, Drizzt growled back, his anger holding off his despair. Massage became the focus of that anger, and the wizard's mocking laughter led Driz toward him in a furious rush. Just as Driz got in range, Massage snapped his fingers and was gone. Invisible? Driz roared, slicing futilely at the empty air before him. His exertions took the edge from his blind rage, and he realized that Massage was no longer in front of him. 
How foolish he must seem to the wizard. How vulnerable. Driz crouched and listened. He sensed a distant chanting from up above on the cavern wall. Driz's instincts told him to dive to the side, but his new understanding of wizards told him that Massage would anticipate such a move. Driz feigned to the left and heard the climactic words of the building spell. As the lightning blast thundered harmlessly to the side, Drizzt sprinted straight ahead, hoping his vision would return in time for him to get to the wizard. "'Damn you!' Massage cried, understanding the feint as soon as he had erringly fired. Rage became terror in the next instant, as Massage caught sight of Drizzt sprinting across the stone, leaping the rubble and crossing the sides of the mounds with all the grace of a hunting cat. Massage fumbled in his pockets for the components of his next spell— he had to be quick. He was fully twenty feet from the cavern floor, perched on a narrow ledge, but Drizzt was moving fast, impossibly fast. The ground beneath him did not register in Drizzt's conscious thoughts. The cavern wall would have seemed unclimbable to him in a more rational state, but now he did not give it a care. Gwenhyver was lost to him. Gwenhyver was gone. That wicked wizard on the ledge, that embodiment of demonic evil had caused it. Drizzt sprang to the wall, found one hand free. He must have discarded one scimitar and caught a tenuous hold. It wasn't enough for a rational drow, but Drizzt's mind ignored the protest of the muscles in his straining fingers. He had only ten feet to go. Another volley of energy bolts thudded into Drizzt, hammering the top of his head in rapid succession. "'How many spells remain, wizard?' he heard himself defiantly cry as he ignored the pain. Massage fell back when Driz looked up at him, when the burning light of those lavender orbs fell upon him like a pronouncement of doom. He had seen Drizzt in battle many times, and the sight of the fighting young warrior had haunted him through all the planning of this assassination. But Massage had not seen Drizzt enraged before. If he had, he never would have agreed to try and kill Drizzt. If he had, he would have told Matron Sinefei to go sit on a stalagmite. What spell was next? What spell could slow the monster that was Drizduarden? A hand, glowing with the heat of anger, grabbed the lip of the ledge. Massage stomped on it with the heel of his boot. The fingers were broken. The wizard knew that the fingers were broken. But Drizd impossibly was up beside him, and the blade of a scimitar was through the wizard's robes. The fingers are broken! The dying mage gasped in protest. Drizd looked down at his hand and realized that the pain for the first time. Perhaps he said absently. But they will heal. Drizzt, limping, found his other scimitar and cautiously picked his way over the rubble of one of the mounds. Fighting the fear within his broken heart, he forced himself to peer over the crest at the destruction. The back side of the mound glowed eerily in the residual heat, a beacon for the awakening city. So much for stealth. Pieces of Alton Devere lay scattered at the bottom, around the wizard's smoldering robes, "'Have you found peace, faceless one?' Drizzt whispered, exhaling the last of his anger. He remembered the assault Alton had launched against him those years ago in the academy. The faceless master and massage had explained it away as a test of a budding warrior. "'How long have you carried your hate?' Drizzt muttered at the blasted bits of a corpse. But Alton Devere was not his concern now. He scanned the rest of the rubble, looking for some clue to Gwenhyver's fate, not certain how a magical creature would fare in such a disaster. Not a sign of the cat remained, nothing that would even hint that Gwenhyver had ever been there. Drizzt consciously reminded himself that there was no hope, but the anxious spring in his steps mocked his stern visage. He rushed back down the mound and around the other stalagmite, where Massage and he had been when the wand exploded. 
he spotted the Ankh's figurine immediately. He lifted it gently in his hands. It was warm, as though it, too, had been caught in the blast, and Drizzt could sense that its magic had diminished. Drizzt wanted to call the cat then, but he didn't dare, knowing that the travel between the planes heavily taxed Gwenhyver. If the cat had been injured, Drizzt figured that it would be better to give it some time to recuperate. Oh, Gwenhyver, he moaned. My friend. My brave friend. He dropped the figurine into his pocket. He could only hope that Gwenhyver had survived.